Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. First thing we want to ask when we talk about God. Many people speculate about what they think God is, not who, what, see, and I'm not going to say this is an issue, but it can be an issue very quickly. See, when you're a child, it's not of great harm to speculate what God is. Is not so harmful. In some cases it can be, but in most cases it's not that harmful. For a child that is that is trying to figure out if he wants to be a Hey, what's up, people? Welcome to the God Peel Wisdom Show on the Transform You Media Network. This is the only show where you can try his wisdom. Make sure you check us out by visiting Instagram at God Peel Wisdom. That's God Peel Wisdom on IG. Enjoy the show. Hey, how's it going? This is Augustus V. Welcoming you all to the God Pill Wisdom Show, the show where you can take God's pill for his wisdom. Today, I am greatly excited to share what um, I have for you guys today, to share what I believe the Lord has for you guys today, as we will be discussing God. The title of this episode is God Explained. We will be explaining God today. And I'm very excited about this episode, mainly because A, I I love God. And B, I mean, this is the person that our very show is based after. But also because we will be cracking the code, the, the questions that many people, if not everyone, ask at, at some point in their life about God, about the creator. Um, you will find that there will be things that you may not have known, things that may surprise you. Whether you are educated, whether you're self-taught, whether you're a scientist, whether you're a believer, whether you're a non-believer, today you would be surprised to find some of these facts and truths that we will cover today. And uh, man, let me let me stop gassing this. Uh, let, let's go ahead and get started.
No. First thing we want to ask when we talk about God. Many people speculate about what they think God is, not who, what, see. And I'm not going to say this is an issue, but it can be an issue very quickly. See, when you're a child, it's not of great harm to speculate what God is. It's not so harmful. In some cases it can be, but in most cases, it's not that harmful. For a child that is that is trying to figure out if he wants to be a firefighter or a police officer when he gets older, or for a little girl that wants to decide if she wants to be a princess or if she wants to be a tomboy and hanging out with the fellas when she gets older, it's not so bad for that child to not really have an idea of what God is. But for the child that's being bullied and is contemplating which website they should order military-grade artillery so that they could retaliate against their bullies at school, it's very important for that child to learn what God is. And we're not getting into who yet. We're going to get there. But it's very important for that child to understand that there is a God. See? So, let's crack this egg here, if you will. Let's start with Exodus chapter 33. And uh, to be honest with you guys, it usually takes a while to do this. So I'm going to condense this. Um, there's this entire study. I'm going to condense this as much as I can. And uh, we're, we're going to go through a lot very quickly. So um, it's absolutely all right. If you miss anything, it's a recording. So you can always rewind it. And uh, I believe this will bless you all. So Exodus chapter 33, verse 17. We can start at, uh, yeah, we can start at verse 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, Show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. This is God talking. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face. For there shall no man see me and live. Now, there's a reason why God said that no one can see his face. The obvious that no man can see him and live. But there's other reasons behind that where I'm not sure if we'll be able to touch on that today. But 
what we do want to focus on is that the fact that God himself told Moses that he can't see his face. You know what that tells us? God has a face. Yeah, God has a face. A literal face, not figurative, literal. And for those that believe that this is figurative, well, if you ever wonder why no one can fully describe the face of God, it's not because there may be no face. No, it's because he doesn't show people his face. He said it right there. See, this is where the dangers of speculating about God comes in. Because like, like we started off observing, it's okay for a child to speculate. But as an adult, when you have children, when, when you're over people, when you're foreseeing over people, a lot of people want to be bosses. Well, that's a lot of responsibility. When you have responsibility that influences other people's life, it's very important to have a greater concept of God, if you will. And mind you, all these terms that I'm saying I'm using a lot of these terms loosely. Reason why is because understanding God is, is, it's a, it's a, it's a figure of a term. You really can't fully understand God, but you can to a degree. So when I say understanding God, when I say knowing God, when I say having a concept of God, these are literal terms, but they are a degree of the fullness thereof. We're not talking about anybody fully knowing who God is. See? Now, let's learn something else about God. About our God. Let's go to John chapter 1. This is, um, this is, uh, St. John here. Not, uh, John the Revelator. This is the, uh, this is John that comes after, um, or the last gospel that comes after, um, Luke. First John chapter 16. I'm sorry, chapter 1. Verse 16. And we can start with verse 15, just to make sure that we get the context of this. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. 
No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Okay. So, what do we learn from this passage? We learn that God has a bosom and bore a son from his bosom. It's right there in scripture. This isn't figurative, this is literal. Um, it's interesting, but people try to speculate. They try to say, how is it possible that God could have a son? But the same person that will ask that question doesn't know how God created the fruit, doesn't understand how he created the seed, doesn't understand how he created the tree. But we don't doubt that the tree was created. We don't doubt that the seed was created. We have to understand when you see a seed, when you see an apple seed. You're not looking at the potential for one apple. You're looking at the potential for a mechanism, a system that brings a family of apples into this world. See, that seed doesn't bring one apple into this world. It doesn't fulfill its purpose by bringing one apple into this world. If that was the case, we would be in trouble if we didn't keep every seed from all of the fruit that we ate. No, a lot of people throw seeds away. That's how, that's how much we have of seeds at our avail. But no, when you look at one seed, you're looking at a mechanism, a system that can bring a tree into this world that brings apples with seeds in them, right? That can plant other trees, that can plant other trees, that can plant other trees. You're looking at a forest just in your hand. It would be wise to collect seeds just to observe them, just to have that mentality, especially when you're talking about business and trying to build things, build anything with any kind of successful system. Observe that seed. Now, back to the matter at hand. We speculate if God even exists, a lot of people. But we don't even understand how the seed came into being. We don't understand how this works, how the seed works, how it was created. If a seed comes from an apple and an apple comes from a tree and that tree came from a seed, how was the original seed brought into being? We don't understand that. Especially if we struggle with the quote-unquote concept of God. 
but we try to figure God out. We try to conceptualize him. We neglect his word and we try to use whatever we think he is as our bottom line. We can't do that. We got to look at what God has given us with his word. Because if you just simply look at what his word says, you'll see the science of the seed is actually in there. The order of the seed the order of how it was brought into this world is in the book. And the order of everything else that has ever been created by God is also in this book. It's a season of giving back. That's why Kia is expanding our partnership with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and making a donation for every eligible new car purchase during the holidays through Kia's Accelerate the Good program. Kia, movement that inspires. Kia will donate $8 for every new Kia vehicle that is purchased or leased at authorized Kia dealerships and delivered to retail customers between November 11, 2022 and December 31, 2022, with a guaranteed minimum donation of $1 million to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. See kia.com slash season of giving back for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So it may be hard for people to believe, but God has a bosom. He has a face and he has a bosom and he bore a son from his bosom. We're not going to go too deep on that. So let's move on. First Timothy chapter one. <clears throat> Hope you guys like the truth. So that's what we cover here on this show. We cover the truth here. I'm going to pass it myself. Okay, here we go. First Timothy is right after first uh, and second Thessalonians. Let me see. And we're going to do chapter one. Verse 17, we're doing this very quickly, very swiftly. Now, unto the king eternal, immortal, invincible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. What do we learn from this one verse here? God is a king. He's immortal. He's invisible. He's wise. And he can receive honor and glory. I'm going, to, I'm going to repeat that. All right. God is a king. He's immortal, invincible, wise, and can receive honor and glory. Honor and glory from who? 
anything that is living, anything with life in it. I would submit this. There's going to be a time where he receives honor and glory from everything with life in it. Those that live for him and those that rebel against him. Because scripture says that every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. See? So there's going to be a time where everything living or everyone living will give honor and glory to him. Not living on this earth, living in the cosmos, living in existence, period. God is a king. He's immortal. He's invisible. He's wise and can receive honor and glory. This is this is big. I mean, that that speaks for itself. Now, I think it's very important that we look at two terms here and kind of put the other terms, kind of sandwich them in the middle. King. Along with honor and glory, where we're going to kind of put honor and glory together here. King and honor and glory. Whenever you come to a king, whenever you approach a king, I don't know if you guys have before, but whenever you do approach a king, you must approach the king displaying honor. Not honor that you have received. No. Honor that you are willing to give the king. You must honor the king in his presence, whether he's a king of a small tribe in a third world country, or he's a king of a world power. Either way, when you're in his presence, you have to honor him and show him the respect of his majesty. In some cases, it's always based on culture in many cases, but in some cases, it's a simple bow. In some cases, it's simply giving him a moment of bowing your head before you make eye contact. And then you could, of course, look up. In some cases, it's a gift. Some cases they just want to hug you and they just want to reach out and hug you. And you could dishonor them by pulling away from the hug. See, it's always the opportunity to mess this up here. That's honor. Glory, on the other hand. This is giving to the king. Your power. Giving to the king your power. This is submitting to this king, saying to this king, I'm giving you the ability to use my power for your work. That's what glory means. So if we look at ancient warfare and People will be in battle and 
whether it's a war cry or whether it's a triumph from a victory, the soldiers will often yell glory. What does that mean? Why are they saying this? It's because they are shouting, they are triumphant, they're, they're celebrating on the fact that the power that they have given to their king did not fail them. In a sense, it's saying our king did not fail us by sending us to war. By sending us to battle. Glory. In some cases, you're the king. Ladies, you're in this. In some cases, you're the queen. So glory, it deals with power. Honor, it deals with dignity. You put both of those together and you gear them towards God. You're talking about a very intimate situation here, a very intimate relationship here. See? But this isn't just any king here. This is God. So now we know God isn't just our creator. It's not some kind of separate uh, distance between him and us. No, he's a king. And as a king, he expects your honor and he expects your glory. He expects you to give both of those things to him. When you cover that, it, it closes the gap between God and us. It closes the gap. It shows you that we were never meant to be so distant. We were never meant to be so far apart. And the three other adjectives about God, really characteristics, really about God. He's immortal. This means he can't be killed. He's invincible. This means that you can't see him. Physically, you can see him, okay? But he's invisible. He's invisible to us. Why? Because our eyes can't bear him. See? Our eyes can't bear him. That's what makes him invisible. It doesn't mean that he could be walking in front of you and you don't see him. No. Invisible means that we can't bear visualizing him. We can't bear the, seeing him in our vision, vision, having him in our vision. We can't bear it. If he was present, you can't see him. That's why he's invisible. And he's wise. We're not even going to get into that. Okay. But you can see where God pill wisdom comes in. Just God, immortal, invisible, and then wise. Then we have honor and glory. Let's move on. Like I said, we're going to do this very rapidly. I'm already behind here. Let's go to Genesis chapter 7. Running late, running late, running late. Genesis chapter 7. All right. Um, before we proceed, just a quick, um, 
Just a quick review. So what, what have we learned? God has a face and can be seen. But man cannot live after doing so. All right. That's what we learned. We learned that God has a bosom. All right. And he bore a son from that bosom. We learned that God is a king. He's immortal. He's invisible. He's wise. And he can receive honor and glory from us. So now we're in Genesis chapter seven, verse 18. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail and the mountains were covered and all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, and all that was in the dry land died. What can we observe about this? We learn that all life that dwells on dry land has the breath of life in them. All life that dwells on dry land has the breath of life in them. What is the breath of life? I'm glad you asked. Genesis chapter 2. We're moving fast here. Moving fast. Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. What do we learn about this? The breath of life comes from God. The breath of life comes from God. So what do we learn about God here? We learn that he is the author of all life on the earth. Now, we're not talking about all life in the cosmos. Well, there, there's some other days and topics and studies that we could do on that. But for God, talking about God, yeah, the breath of life comes from God. 
And all life comes from that breath of life from God. Now, going back to that apple seed. Do we know where the original seed came from? Did we watch it come into creation ourselves? No. But one thing that we do know, the more you plant these babies, the more apples come up within the world. See? We don't know how they came in to creation, but we know what they do when you keep planting them. Mankind, the man, the woman. We don't know, figuratively speaking, how the man came into creation. We don't know how the woman came into creation. But one thing that we do know, when they come together, they keep creating. Well, guess what? God's word reveals how all of this happens, how all of life comes together. Anything that is a living soul, it comes from the breath of life. And the breath of life comes from God. John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Let's recap. What do we know about God? What have we learned? God has a face. All right. Scientists out there, you guys can speculate later, but this is this is all proven. This, this is all proven. OK. It's a season of giving back. That's why Kia is expanding our partnership with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and making a donation for every eligible new car purchase during the holidays through Kia's Accelerate the Good program. Kia, movement that inspires. Kia will donate $8 for every new Kia vehicle that is purchased or leased at authorized Kia dealerships and delivered to retail customers between November 11, 2022 and December 31, 2022, with a guaranteed minimum donation of $1 million to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. See kia.com slash season of giving back for details. Best friends and Broadway superfans Jeff and Judy wait at the stage door every night to catch a glimpse of their idol Adina Menzel in the hilarious new comedy, Which Way to the Stage?, but when a sexy stranger enters the scene and upends their friendship, Jeff and Judy have to go off book to rewrite their own finale. Called the best new comedy since theaters reopened by The Wrap and Zippy Fun by The New York Times, grab your best friend and see which way to the stage at Signature Theater now through January 22nd. Get tickets at SIGTheater.org. A lot of this is scientifically proven. It takes people longer to get there, but... Anyway, let's recap. God has a face and he can be seen. God has a bosom and bore a son from his bosom. God is a king and he can receive honor and glory from us. All life that dwells on dry land. We're not talking about the air yet. Not talking about the birds yet. But all life that dwells on dry land has the breath of life in them. And the breath of life comes from God. John chapter 6. Verses 
59, and we'll, we'll just read through. And uh, we'll stop when we need. All right, verse 59. These things said he in the synagogue, he being Jesus, as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is an hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. So what do we learn about this, just from this passage alone? Scientists, don't miss this. You guys are in this too. Experts, don't miss this. This is what we learn about this. Spirit is life. So those with spirit have life. Okay. Spirit is life. So those with spirit have life. Now, that may not sound too prolific. But for many. This is 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 it's not. It's hard to understand. Allow me to say this backwards. Life is spirit. So those with life have spirit. Spirit is life. And life is spirit. So those with spirit have life and those with life have spirit. What does this mean? If you see a dog, you know that there's life in the dog. This means that this dog is a spirit. If you see a gorilla, you know there's life in that gorilla. You can tell there's a lot of life in him. Just anger him. You'll see how much life is in him. Why? Because he is a spirit being. When you see a man, when you see a woman in their breathing and they have life in them, you know that they have life in them and they have life in them because they are a spirit. A tree has life in it. Why? Because it is a spirit. Life is spirit. Now. A spirit and a person is very synonymous, very synonymous. Spirit has personality. All spirits, all life has personality. But the difference between mankind is that we were made in God's image and likeness. 
So what a dog may consider to be a person might be a little different than what we consider to be a person. Why? Because we're looking from a higher lens. But guess what? There's some scenarios where the dog is more sensitive to life than mankind is. Same for the cat, same for the frog, same for the lion. So on and so forth. So spirit is life and life is spirit. Now, let's move on from there. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. It's interesting. You talk about these things and you talk about them either in a scary movie or, you know, concerning witchcraft or Harry Potter. People love receiving these things from Harry Potter. But when you put God into these things, pe- people just shut down. They just they don't they don't want to hear about it. They feel like you're going to push something on them. And in all essence, they know they know people don't do that anymore. It's rare to find someone that pushes the gospel on you these days. There's too many laws against it. But why do people still shut down? Just something to think about. And see, I'm not going to go too far on this, but I do want to add this. The media doesn't like God. The media doesn't understand God. The media doesn't understand why, quote unquote, I'm being sarcastic here, why God took their girlfriend, why God took their father, why God took their mother, why God took their child before it could even be born. They don't understand that. They don't understand. So the media hates God. What tickles me is really not funny, but what's interesting to me It's how people blame all these negative occurrences on God because they know that he has all power. But they never for one second question what the devil might be doing in their life. Not for one second. They don't blame the devil for taking their father or their mother or their girl or their daughter or their son or whatever. People don't blame the devil for the stuff that he is doing in their life. They blame God. So, yeah, in a world like that, of course, the media is going to portray God the wrong way. And whenever someone talks to someone about God, they know that they should respect him. They know they should honor him. They know they should give him glory. They know he's a king. But in their mind, They say, you want to talk about God? You want to talk about the one that killed my uncle? 
You want to talk about the one that killed my girl? I prefer not. This is what we're dealing with today. See? And so few understand God. It's it's really sad. If you ever empathize with God, if you ever try to put yourself in God's shoes and you realize that all he has ever tried to do was set up a good life for us, like a good father, all he's ever tried to do was set up a good life for us. But we keep choosing the wrong route. You got to understand, you think you could feel misunderstood sometimes. You think we could feel misunderstood sometimes. Imagine God and how alone he could be sometimes. He just need us to reach out. He just need us to seek him like we're doing today. And to seek the things of him, to seek his word, to see what his word says about him. He gave us his word just to tell us who he is. We still don't read it. His word got the secrets to life in it, shortcuts. It's almost like cheating in life. Almost, because it, it makes life so much easier. But we still don't. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter three. Verse 10. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelled. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing that that seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech and not as Moses which put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished, but their minds were blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What do we learn about this passage? God is a spirit. That means he's alive. That means he has life. The source of all life has life. The source of all spirits is a spirit. The creator behind all creation not isn't, isn't a creation, but he is spirit. He is a spirit. He's a person. If you kick a tree, the tree doesn't move. If anything, you move. But if you get an axe and you start chopping into that tree, you think that tree doesn't feel it? You think that doesn't hurt the tree? If you take a deer and you shoot an arrow through it, you think that deer doesn't feel it? 
Just listen to its moan. Listen to its cry for help. You think he doesn't feel it? You tell a child that they're not going to be anything, that they're going to grow up to be like a failure, a failure that that child knows very dearly. Think that child doesn't feel it. And when you tell God that you don't need him, you think he doesn't feel it. He feels it. Like a father that hears their son tell them that he's nothing to him. God feels it. And I could imagine that the insult is much greater when the person's power is much greater. When the person's position is much greater, it's one thing for your father to be insulted by you. It's one thing for your mother to be insulted by you. But they only brought you into this world. Imagine how much more hurtful it will be to someone that created you. You remember what we discussed in our last solo together. God knew us before he even put us into this world, before we were even in our mother's womb. He knew us and gave us purpose. For you to be on this earth and to tell God that you don't need him. A lot of people may say, I never told him that. You sure? Actions speak louder than words. You don't have to audibly say it. You don't even have to say it in your mind. If your actions say to God that you don't need him, you don't have to say it. God is a spirit. God is a person. And he hurts just like we do, if not more. Back to John. Back to John. John chapter four, that is. I'm sorry, I should have prompted you all to have your coffee ready for this one. So you can tell I have mine. John chapter 4, verse 24. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We're going to read that one once more because uh, it's so short, but it's so powerful. Short and sweet. God is, is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
It's a season of giving back. That's why Kia is expanding our partnership with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and making a donation for every eligible new car purchase during the holidays through Kia's Accelerate the Good program. Kia, movement that inspires. Kia will donate $8 for every new Kia vehicle that is purchased or leased at authorized Kia dealerships and delivered to retail customers between November 11, 2022 and December 31, 2022, with a guaranteed minimum donation of $1 million to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. See kia.com slash season of giving back for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Now, what do we learn from this? What do we know? A spirit can communicate with God through worship. If you read this entire chapter, you will see that much more clearly. And then if you read all the way up until verse 24, You'll see that much more clearly as a spirit can communicate with God through worship. So what do we learn from this? What do we know about all of this? What have we learned? God has a face, which is a essential part on the body. So we don't really have to cover much more of the body. He has a bosom. And gave life from it. He can receive honor and glory. He has the ability to give life. God has a spirit. This means that God is a person. That's what God is. God is a person. We didn't have to research the Higgs proton or the God particle. We didn't have to research antimatter or dark matter. We don't have to research any of that to get this. All we had to do was pay attention to what God has given us thousands of years ago. It's not wise to repeat what we've heard from other people based on their studies that's based on other people that are still learning about life themselves. When someone says you can't believe in the Bible because man wrote it, you have someone that does not know what they're talking about. That's like me narrating a book I'm sorry, that's like me having a book 
putting the transcript out there, having someone to type it up and having someone to publish it. And then someone else reads this physical book and then they say, Augustus didn't write this book. I can't believe that this book is coming from Augustus. Because someone else wrote this book. Because someone published it. Because there was a company that put this book on the market. I can't trust this book. I don't I don't trust that it comes from Augustus. I don't I don't trust it. That's the same thing. That's like Brother Marcus putting out a podcast, doing a show, getting it transcripted or transcribed by a professional writer, and then turning that into a book. And someone reads that book and say, this isn't coming from Brother Marcus. I, I know Marcus Hart. Okay, I've been listening to his show for years, been listening to all of his shows. This isn't him. This I could tell the tone is different. It's, it's not him. I can't take this. People actually think this way concerning God. Like God's not a big boy, like he doesn't know how to keep his word from being perverted in this world. Like he doesn't know how to protect his own word that he's given to us. Like he needs our help to keep his word from being perverted. Come on. God is a spirit, he has life, and he is a person. So when we talk about the wisdom of God, we're not talking about what people say these days, lowercase g, God tier. We're not using these hip terms that people come up with today and they get tired of them a month later. And if you say them two months out, you're, you're, you're whack or you're played out. I don't even think I'm hearing people say woke anymore. Why? It's played out. It was a seasonal thing. It was here today and it's gone tomorrow. We're not talking like that when we say the wisdom of God. We're not talking like that when we say God pill wisdom. We're talking about a person. We're talking about wisdom that comes from a person. This wisdom that we share with you guys, it wasn't taught to us. It was revealed to us. And it's not because we spend time in a dark room with candles lit and we think about nothing. And we get in touch with our chakras. No. This wisdom was revealed to us. 
by a specific relationship that we all have with a person, with a spirit, with life, with God. This is a specific relationship that we have with God. Many may say, but I, I don't understand how you can have a relationship with Almighty God. Join the club. Most people that have been preaching on God for years still don't understand him. They'll tell you in their sermons how they don't understand him. But they continue to obey. And I know this is going to be a lot for you guys. But I commend you just for hanging on for this long. But in heaven, people aren't going to understand him either. Because he's just too high. He's too far above. But we do understand him enough. We understand him enough to serve him. We understand him enough to love him. We understand him enough to recognize who he is and when he's speaking to us and not some other something. And we understand him enough to be able to learn more and understand more about him. I love my God. And I think it would be wise for you all to love him too. Because the only thing that he has ever showed any of us is love. I remember listening to uh, some of that, some of that Pac, that Tupac, some of that old Pac. Uh, more so some of the newer stuff when he, you know, started getting thugged out. This was after Tupacalypse. But um, he would keep crying out about how he wanted a relationship with God. And I'll just listen to how he would describe his relationship with God, how he'll say he'll pray to God, but he don't, but he don't listen. And man, I'll listen to that and say, my goodness, man, you mean to tell me there wasn't anyone that could, could have explained to Pot what, what God was really about? Someone that couldn't keep it real and grab his attention. Pot knew all the religions, mind you. Before all the conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, started coming out the woodworks, it was Pac that came out with Kiluminati. Mind you. And he called himself Machiavelli. <laughs> Come on. So he knew all the religions. He knew all the belief systems. But yet, you hear in his music, he talked to God, but he don't listen. Which means that there's a distant relationship that he had with God. Might have still had a relationship. I don't doubt it. I mean, he did. He definitely did do God's work. He, he did God's work more than a lot of ministers and pastors did. 
That just shows that God can use whoever he wants to do his work. That's all that means. But there was still this distant relationship. No one was there. No one was present that could break it down the pocket and say, look, the reason why you're not getting an answer from him is because you're praying like this. So you're doing this like that. Just something to think about. Just something to think about. We have to understand. God is there. He's present. Anyone could get close to him. You just got to put the time in. You just got to take what he has given you, which is his word. And when you read his word, find yourself in his word. Find your strengths, find your weaknesses. And then pray to him, not the way that you want to pray to him the way that his word says to pray to him. This doesn't mean that you go find an altar and you sacrifice a cow or a, or a lamb or no, this doesn't mean that. The way that God tells us to pray is simple. You get quiet before him. You have, you could play music. Music helps. Music that is worship music. Okay. That has words that are based on scripture, right? Scriptural based worship songs. You let those words play. You get quiet before God. You lift. You lift your hands to the Lord. And this has to be in private. You can't do this around others. This has to be in private. And you just tell God in your heart, you know what? I, I know I've been messing up. But if you could show yourself to me, I'll give you everything. I'll give you everything that I got. I know it's not much, but I'll give you everything I got. You tell a father that that's messing up. And he'll change his whole life around for you. Be ready to kill for you. Be ready to build for you. Imagine what God would do for you if you told him that. How much more would God do for you? For those of you that are mad at God, you have some issues, you have some kind of bad blood between you and God. Just take some time out. You know, whenever whenever you do get a chance, throw that worship music on and just ask God, man, did, did you kill my uncle? Did you kill my father? Did you kill my mother? Just ask him. Just ask him. And the real way to get that answer is to go to his word and see in his word. I promise you. You'll find out who your real enemy is. It's not God. See. So I'm going to leave it at that. 
Um, if you guys have any questions, you know where to reach me and Brother Hart, Brother Marcus. And um, man, don't ever hesitate to ask us any questions. We're there for you guys. We're here for you guys. We love you guys. And um, stay wise. What's up, family, my people, my people? I hope you enjoyed another episode of the God Peel Wisdom Show. This is the only show where you can try the God Peel to take on God's wisdom with Brother Augustus V and Brother Marcus. Make sure you tune in every week on Tuesday nights for exclusive live feeds. And make sure you catch any random episode that may come your way. You can follow us exclusively on IG at God Pill Wisdom. That's at God Pill Wisdom, exactly how it sounds. Don't forget to check out our network partner at Transform You Network. That's Transform the Letter U Network. Get connected, stay connected. Until next time, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. Hey, 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 welcome to the God Pill Wisdom Show. Check out our wonderful sponsor. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.